3: The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba,
2: Lou Diamond
0: Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall.
2: Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear,
6: Count three, two. Welcome to the <laughs> Hey Kenny podcast. Steve Johnson here, the great predictor. I'm losing my title because we have a new, we have a new title for Tim. He is the great guarantor. And that would be <laughs> Tim Porochka.
7: I have a different title than you though. Come on. Let's be fair. Let's be fair to you. You are the great predictor. You love to, you know, tout your great predictions. You love to tout your feelings before PGA Tour events, before major NFL games. and Speaking of that, in fact, we can get into that next week, but um, we we, uh, we got a big Super Bowl weekend. Well, I, I guess, I mean, if you want an early prediction now, you can make your prediction now, but we got uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers versus Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Remember when I
6: predicted that last week when you, you laughed at me when I said that Tom Brady was going to beat the the MVP of the league.
7: At I don't home, think I laughed at, at you. Home.
6: Yes, I laughed at you. Yes, you did. Okay.
7: Yeah.
6: yeah. You said, "Come on, the guy's the uh, the guy's going to be the
7: MVP." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're right on that. I didn't guarantee it, though. That was, but your 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 prediction was right. However, okay. I mean, now that we're talking about guarantees and predictions, now this will come to fruition on June fifth, twenty twenty one. As I walk down the alt uh, as as I walk down the altar to get married, and as Haley walks towards me to get married, I fully expect to see you in the back with a sixteen-inch Jimmy John sandwich, a giant Vito number five with lettuce, tomato, a little Dijon mustard, some oregano, and some sauce because you you. you you made the bet and you lost.
6: You did. I did.
7: Uh, the bet was that you said uh,
6: guaranteed before the – this was after the f- first round had already started. You would guaranteed that – No, Koepka, I
7: guaranteed it before. Oh, quit did, trying did to – Did you really?
6: Yeah, with okay. Hank on Wednesday. Okay, okay, so you guaranteed that Brooks Kepka would miss the cut, and he did. Uh, he was right there, and then he knocked a ball in the water on like 16 and just uh, crapped his pants.
7: You got ahead of yourself, too, because I was working my Walmart shift, and I talked about this on the Sunday episode I record by myself. You called me at, like, 3 o'clock, and I'm like, Steve's calling me. Well, I can't answer it because I'm working at Walmart right now. And I checked the leaderboard after you called after I had a little time, and I'm like, oh, Kepka's 400 par. He's calling me because Kepka is going to make the cut. So Steve's all pumped. He's all excited. I'm not worried because there's still the back nine to go. So then I check the leaderboard when Kepka's on hole fifteen, hole sixteen, and I see that Kepka's won under par. I call the great predictor Steve Johnson back, and of course he doesn't answer the no. phone. He was a little scared.
6: No, 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 no. I didn't want to hear it. I did not want to hear it. <laughs> Ignore. Congratulations on the victory. The guarantor, that was uh three and you were
7: three that puts you three and one for your guarantor. Actually, actually, I'm four and one now because I made a guarantee before the final round of the American Express, and I was right.
6: What was that? If somebody makes a greater than a bogey, then they're not going to win.
7: <laughs> well, that is true. I didn't say that, but uh, I guaranteed that Tony Finau tied for the lead with Si Woo Kim and Max Homa. Tony Finau is the highest ranked player in contention. Patrick Cantley found himself in contention, but he wasn't in contention to start the day. Uh, Tony Fino, highest ranked player in contention. I guaranteed that he would not win the PGA tour event.
6: Yeah. I mean, uh, it's sad because you think that Hank always talks about uh, when a guy is on the leader or or tied with the lead with nine holes to to play that, you know, they finish about 33% of the time, one out of three times they'll get it done. Well, Tony Fino, uh, has been there a bunch, but man, he fades early in that last round. And you, you've got to look at yourself and say, Hey, you know what? That's just the way it is. It's just, it's just, it, my time will come, but you look at a guy that has not, has always backed up when he's been there and and p- played some horrific rounds in the last round. You got to think he's, he's thinking, looking at himself and thinking, Hey, kid, what, what, what do I need to do here? I'm uh, I'm falling apart at the end. Why? And his swing has changed a lot since he's been on the PGA tour. Guy used to take huge divots, uh, hit a slice every ball, and now he's working the ball better, taking real clean divots, uh, but he's a little bit wild. You uh, just uh, he just cannot get it. Uh,
7: and his putting has always been a question. Yeah, he missed like two short putts on Sunday.
6: Yeah, but... Uh, I mean, that wasn't the reason he lost because he missed two short putts. There's a lot. There was a lot into it, but that's part of it. And really, I I, I
7: mean, yeah, I mean, he lost by more than two strokes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's two strokes, but at the end of the day, two strokes can make a huge difference with confidence. I mean, he missed two three foot putts.
6: Here you go. You like everybody else, okay? If that guy, if he would have hit that shot, that you never know, would have set a tone. He would have had confidence. You never know, though, right? Yeah, you do never know. And I, I'm going to sh- share something with the listeners right now that I guarantee you that you don't know. There's a guy that's playing this week. I'm changing subjects on you in the in the Farmer's Insurance Open, Tory Pines. You know, when you said June 5th, I said, oh, I'm thinking, uh-oh, the U.S. Open is right around there, too. I think the <laughs> U.S. Open is a little bit later than than your wedding, so... Yeah. I will have the Jimmy John's. I will have the Dijon mustard. I may put a couple of uh, pepperoncinis on there just for a uh, little spicy. So
7: <laughs> I'm going to be sweating at the altar absolutely, and Hayley's going to be man. wondering what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you
6: said, man, your breath is smelling here. But okay, I'm going to give you a little spelling contest because this is a little pronunciation. Uh, we've heard, and we've heard it many times, how you butcher the English language.
7: Patented.
6: Okay, that's very good. That was a very that's a good. It used to be padded it, padded it. Yeah. So there's a guy that's playing this week, and his first <laughs> name is Jared. How would you pronounce that? Jared. Okay, Jared. Very good. Very good. His last name is D u t o i t. How D-U- would you pronounce D u d u t o i t. How would you pronounce that, Tim? Oh my gosh,
7: D U T O I T. Yeah, I mean, I need to see it. Wait, hold on. I'm going to type it to myself. Give me a second. Type it. I need to see it. D U D U T O I T O I T T O I T. -T 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 Ooh, man my my original instinct thinks Dutoit. Okay. Dutoit. Okay. But there's got to be some something silent in there. So I'm going to go. Oh, man. Crap. I'm going to go. Du Very good. Was that right? No. 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 <laughs> okay. Du
6: Toit. Du Toit. Du Du He's French. French. French last name. It's two two words: du, capital, little, or I mean, small letter du, and then t, capital T O I T. Du Toit. Dutois.
7: Okay. So what about that player? Why, why did you bring him up?
6: Well, I mean, just that it's a tough name to pronounce and I knew that you would have a <laughs> hard time with it. Uh, okay. That's why that, that's exactly why I did it because okay. uh, you haven't been practicing. You need to practice harder on your pronunciation. And uh, when something is said out of context or the pronunciations made wrong, we will have some type of indication during the, the broadcast during the podcast here to let our, Listeners know that uh, we're paying attention to you, Tim. Yeah, you okay. I love it. All
7: right. We need to get into Kepka's split with Claude Harmon, the third next. We actually talked about player and coach relationships last week on the Saturday Strong. So we're going to hear the great predictors' thoughts about that. Go to VoodooPainRelief.com right now for a free two week supply of voodoo painterleaf cream. The product is patented. It is going to take care of your aches. It will take care of your pains. If you have a headache, you can rub some on your forehead. If you have sore calves, if you work out a lot, you can rub some on your legs. You can rub some on your muscles. If you lift a lot of weights like I have lately, voodoo pain relief cream is your answer. It will help you. That's a guarantee of the week. So my guarantees technically would move to six and one, but I'm sticking to PGA tour or NFL or sports guarantees. All right. We'll be right back on the Hank Candy podcast.
0: Listen
1: to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And
0: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern this conversation shows a never seen before side to orlando bloom and his unique life journey
5: i think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued that we're valuable you know we're imprinted by our parents from the age of 0 to 7 right mm. i'm constantly trying to go like how do i detach from my from this idea of what do, is that is that my baggage it look like my baggage. I mean I know
4: oh, okay that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: All right, ready? Ready.
0: <laughs> okay.
6: Let's not do that. Our listeners don't know what that means. And that was uh, the three, two, one. We were excited and that kind of just uh, emoted out of both of us. So uh, I I don't know what the deal is. But anyway, hey, you know, what? last week we talked about Claude. We didn't talk about Claude Harmon, but we did talk. You asked me about the the player coach relationships. And and I told you uh, they don't last forever. Even though you think they may, uh, there's some very, very rare relationships out there that, uh, have lasted a long time and they happen to be, you know, I mean, I'm sure Justin Thomas and his father, that relationship of, of father, son, coach player is going to last a long time. It may take on different forms over the years. Uh, he's getting some help, you know, now and then from other, from other coaches, other eyes, um. But I look at one of my favorites, Jim Furyk. He had one coach throughout his whole career, and that was his father. You know, he's uh, kind of an exotic swing. But that's different, though. I mean, he's your dad. It's a little bit different. Like Justin Thomas. Okay, yeah. Okay, so you look at what are some really long-term relationships uh, on the PGA Tour, and we can even go long-term relationships like uh, the, the PGA Tour champions. And I can tell you that Fred Couples has been with Butch Harmon for many, many, many years. I mean, probably 40 years. His whole career he's been with him. Um, Mark O'Meara was with Hank for 28 years. It's a long time, but he's, you know, they're still friends, but, you know, Mark has other people that watch him now. Um, Can you name any other long-term relationships? Now you could say Jordan Spieth and, uh, Cameron McCormick, you know, although Jordan Spieth's only in his, you know, mid-20s. It's been a long-term relationship. That was his only, really only teacher. Uh, and there's been rumors flying around. Is that going to last? We don't know. Uh, but other than that, man, I cannot think of any long-lasting relationships on PGA Tour. So it's kind of like the NFL or the NBA, man. The coach is there for a short period of time. He passes on his message and then he's off. He's done.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Hank did a statistical analysis of Brooks Kepka uh, on Thursday of this week's Hank Haney podcast. We talked about it right at the beginning before we talked about the farmers insurance open. And Hank detailed how Kepka's statistics have dipped these last few years consistently, um, year in and year out. And then I look at Kepka's. Um, wins on the PGA Tour, and he hasn't won since the uh, WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational in 2019, uh, which is in July. So, I mean, that's coming up on. I mean, it's a year and a half. It's coming up on two years now that Kepka hasn't won. So, Cloud Harmon the Third called it devastating. I, I I don't know anything about it, but Steve, as a coach, as a uh, coach on the PGA Tour, you have experience with that. And have, have you ever received the phone call, the dreaded phone call from a player that said, Hey, we need to end. We need to end it.
6: Well, we may never know how it actually went down with Claude Harmon and Brooks Kepka. A lot of times players will just quit calling you or they'll quit really? answering the ball. It's just terrible. They, they're not used to managing people. They're not used to managing their caddies. They're not used to managing their uh, business representatives. And they're not used to managing coaches as well. And the coach relationship is a little bit different because you're looking, this is like a mentor. This is someone that's you're hoping to pass on some information to, to you and help you play better and help you win more money. Um, a lot of these players, they don't know how to end a relationship. They just drift away. I can remember right now I was at uh, the – Colonial National Invitational back when it was called that. It's not, it was now the Charles Schwab Tournament over at Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth. And that was the last tournament that I'd watched Ben Curtis. Now, Ben Curtis had a heck of a run 2006, 2007, 2008, eight, two thousand. I thought it was helping him till about 2010. And uh, although he didn't win in that time, That I was helping him, he made more money in that year than he'd made in his whole career. Even though he'd won three times, he ended up winning four. He's won four times now. He won the Valero Texas Open after. uh, Actually, everyone thought I was still teaching him, but uh, I hadn't talked to him in a while. I didn't know what he was doing. But we sat there, and uh, I knew something was different. But he never did say, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go on my own." This was Colonial was before. Was in May, and so he was going to play the U.S. Open. He's going to play the Open Championship, where he'd won the Open Championship back in two thousand three, and uh, didn't say anything about hey, you're going to come watch me there? You're you going to, you know, what are you going to, are you going to make plans to come, or can you come? And so I called him a few times after that, no answer, and I thought, <laughs> you know, it was a good run. <laughs> but I thought, man, I thought, wow, this guy, what, what, how immature is that? He can't even, it would have been nice to tell me in person, but even on the phone, hey, you know what? I'm going to go a different direction. Um, I did all the way back when I was a young teacher. I had a, a kid that was a number one player in the country. Uh, he could have gone anywhere in the, in the country in full scholarship went to University of Texas and, uh, they got, Asked me if I could go to lunch with him and his father. And they told me, hey, we're going to go. Just want to let you know. We we want you to still help my son. But he's going to go to David Ledbetter. (laughs) I said, well, how's that going to work? How's that going to work? you know, here I am. I've got my game plan. David Ledbetter has his game plan. I said, hey, you've done this for nine years. It's gotten you to a certain level. Unfortunately, it didn't get you to where you want. You got to go 100% in this other direction. And this guy tanked miserably. Not because mm. of David Ledbetter. It was the revolving door of teachers after me. And uh I saw him not too long ago. He's in his thirties now. And he said, you know, man, I should just should have just stuck with uh, the game plan. People get impatient. People expect to win, especially a guy like Brooks Kepka who has the bravado, uh just just doesn't have the game right now to, to back up his bravado. Man, he's looking good, though. I mean, he's looking good. Mm. Uh, I don't know about his, his game. I don't think his game's looking all that good.
7: Yeah. So Hank talked about this, like I mentioned earlier, and Hank talked about what coaches can take credit for um, when they're coaching a player. And I know Hank's answer, and I'm curious if I asked you, what, what what as a coach, what can you take credit for when you're watching your player? Well, I mean, you know, I, I
6: didn't hear Hank's comments, but I'll tell you what they are. Hank is is so black and white. It's about the statistics. Yes. What are what are you uh what's your greens, um, what's your proximity before? What's your proximity after? Um, there's so much that goes in to helping a player play better. And that's one of the things that I asked Tiger after when he came to to get Hank's help. The first thing I asked him is, I said, obviously Butch is a great coach. What did what do you feel like he helped you with the most? What do you feel like uh What did he pass on to you that you still have? And he said, I'll tell you, he said, "Uh, Butch made me feel like I could do anything. He made me feel like I could walk through a wall if I needed to. Mm -hmm. Um, The confidence, and then Tiger had a lot of confidence anyway. But, I mean, you can't just, I don't think, I think it's, it's, it's cheating a coach to say it's only about the statistics. I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but there's so much that goes into it. Helping them think better, helping them with their off-course decisions, being an advocate for them, um, watching out for them, holding them accountable. There's so many things that will affect a player's. Now, there are some players that off the course are just all over the place, and to they're a mess. They've got substance abuse issues. They have uh, relationship issues. They have family issues. They have maybe have gambling issues. I mean, but when they step out on the golf course, that's one of the things that the champions can do better than anybody. They can compartmentalize better than than anyone. I mean, you look at our past president, same thing. Compartmentalize. One area of his life is going crazy, and then he steps into another part of his life, and he's focused. I mean, Greg Norman could do it, Jack Nicholas could do it. They, Tiger Woods, especially. Can you imagine Tiger Woods had the most dominant playing career when he was with Hank? And all of that stuff that we found out in the after the fact that was going crazy in his personal life, in his in his marriage, um, all these gals, the secrecy. I mean, he he must have been going crazy off the course, and the course was a sanctuary. Again, yeah, he was dominant.
7: Yeah, when Tiger told you these things about Butch Harmon, did he call you "Hey, dude"? That may have been the dude era. Yeah, the dude. Yeah, I was the dude. Yeah, you were the dude. Um,
6: yeah, but you know, it was, it was nice that he answered it. He he was he would think about his answers before he would he would give an answer. Um, but one thing we do know: there was a reason that he left Hank. There was a reason that he left Butch. There was a reason that he left. Sean Foley, uh, we may never know what that is. Mm. One thing you can't argue with is that the record with both Butch Harmon and Hank Haney were were
7: phenomenal. Yeah, that's true. When you described a coach and you described all the differences that they make, they make a bigger difference than you even realize. And when we talked about uh, Tony Finau's short missed putts in the first segment, he missed two three-footers. It makes a bigger difference than you even realize with tone, with mental side, with what you think you can do on the golf course. All right, so let's take our second break. Go to HaneyUniversity.com right now and subscribe to Hank's free daily newsletter. This thing comes out weekly. It comes out daily. Hank has a rangefinder on this website as well. He's got practice aids. And in this newsletter, you're going to find tips to improve your golf game. If you're in the winter and it's freezing, you can watch these videos and get better at managing your golf game. You can take bits and from this video and apply it in the spring when it gets warm. If you're in the warmer weather climates, you can apply these tips right now. That's how great these tips are. Go to HaneyUniversity.com right now. All right, when we come back, I've got a guarantee for The Great Predictor. I've made this guarantee with Hank, and I'm going to share it with The Great Predictor. I'm five and one. Don't doubt. Bazidenhout. That's next. More Than a
2: Movie is back with season two of the award winning film podcast, and this time
0: Listen to Rappaport's
1: reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me,
0: Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: Hey,
4: I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear
5: Don't look like my baggage. I mean, I know.
4: Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Okay, Jim. Can, can we can we quit the uh, the charade of this guarantor deal? No, I mean this is a. a I'm five and one. If you were five,
7: five and one, one, you would just be rubbing
6: it in my face. Remember back in the day when I said that Tiger Woods was going to finish in the top <laughs> twenty the, the Farmers Insurance Open, and what what did he finish? He finished twentieth. So, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, my my record is it speaks for itself. <laughs> Mm Listen, let's just touch before we get your guarantee. Let's just touch on one more thing. You know, whether it's business, whether it's relationships, maybe not all relationships, but some relationships, work relationships. The saying that should be on our T-shirt is what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Because that's how the PGA Tour coaches get evaluated. The memories are very short. Um, And one of the things that you'll notice, and when you hear interviews, especially someone that wins a tournament, they ask the player, they may mention their team. But you're thinking, who the hell's on their team? (laughs) They don't even mention who's on their team. They've got amnesia. Many times, and and this may be one of the things that made guys great, is that they talk about, like, they did everything. Well, they, they executed the shots, no doubt about it. But the amnesia of a guy that wins a tournament and forgets everybody that has helped him. And now a lot of those guys are getting paid. So, hey, if you're getting paid, you don't need marketing dollars too dedicated toward you. But a lot of the guys do stuff for free. Uh, a lot of these young teachers are just trying to make a name for themselves. Uh, they will, the, the players will say, it's going to be good for you to teach me. All you got to do is pass on some some good stuff, and and you're going to have a lot of students. And that's true. I mean, we made a case back in the day that it, it would make sense if you're a teacher to pay Tiger Woods to teach him. Because if you paid him if you paid him a hundred thousand dollars a year to teach him, you would make millions of dollars. So um, it is an investment on the teacher's part, but it's nice when the players can can mention. Hey, this this guy really helped me out, and some of the guys do that, but not many, mm-hmm. uh, not many. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've never heard I never heard Brooks Kepka one time mention Claude Harmon's the third's name in an interview. Now he may have, but I've ne- I never heard it. I never he talked about his team, and Ricky Elliott's part of that team. His caddy, uh, his his workout guy's part of his team. His physio guy, his waxing guy. <laughs> yeah. You know the guys that, that get him ready for those those uh, nude uh, body shoots and all that stuff. They're part of his team too. But uh, you know that just What have you done for me lately? Is is the biggest is the biggest thing that you should take away from understanding the coach's perspective. There's always pressure. I, Hank felt tremendous pressure even when Tiger was winning tournaments. Okay. We won this tournament. We're supposed to win it. Okay. Now we got to go win the next tournament. Um, it's a lot of pressure. Uh, when the, when the party's over, when the music ends, it hurts. And we talked about this before too, Tim. The more you put into something when it's over, even if it's your own choice, it hurts because you put a lot of yourself into it. And just like you do with this podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, you put a lot into it and. When it was over at, well, it wasn't over at Series section You quit them, didn't you? <laughs> you <quit> them. <laughs> I put a
7: lot of effort in there, though. I put a lot of
6: effort. Absolutely. You put a lot of effort to get an opportunity. And, and uh, you know, Hank believed in you and, and you contributed a lot. But when it's over, man, it hurts. And if you don't want to get hurt, don't put a lot into it. You don't put yeah. a lot into it, you're not going to get a lot out of it. So, yeah. Um, it's a vicious, vicious circle.
7: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you get what you put into it, but not necessarily. Sometimes you're not rewarded for hard work. Yeah, you know, hard, so work hard work doesn't guarantee success. Although no. if you don't work hard, it does guarantee that you won't have success. Yeah. So it's yeah. a interesting, interesting deal. Okay, so the guarantee of the week. So I was analyzing some things and... Someone sent me a tweet. The listeners are getting behind the guarantee of the week. And the tweet was from Aaron. Aaron said that I guarantee you that Jordan Spieth misses the cut in the Farmers Insurance Open. So it came with that take and Jordan Spieth hasn't played in two months. He hasn't played since the Masters. So I started looking up some data on Jordan Spieth. I'm like, okay. I mean, he's 91st in the world golf rankings. His game is tanking. It's not looking good. Uh, I mean, but he just saw Butch Harmon. Maybe he's feeling good. And then you start looking at some more data for Jordan Spieth. And last year, he made 82% of his cuts. The year before, he made 82% of his cuts. The year before that, he made 87% of his cuts. He made like 18 of 23, 17 of 20, 18 of 23 again. This year in 2021, he played six events in the wraparound season. And he made just 50% of those cuts. He made three of six cuts. So lately... Jordan Spieth hasn't been great at making the cut. However, the last three years, if you look at it all together, Jordan Spieth makes most of his cuts on the PGA Tour despite just a god-awful golf game. So my guarantee of the week is that Jordan Spieth makes the cut and the Farmers Insurance open. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, uh, tough courses. The weather's going to be tough
6: out there too this week. Uh, some cold weather on the coast there. U.S. Open in June, I'm, they're not growing the rough as tall as they would in the U.S. Open and cutting the fairways down, but it, it's gnarly. They've got uh, – this course looks beautiful. It's lush. Uh, it will it'll be a tough course. I mean, he'll be grinding out there. and uh, Grind. You know, oh, yeah. He's a grinder. And last week when you guaranteed Brooks Kepka was going to miss the cut, you know he's 79% make cuts in his career. Which I mean, seven, eight out of 10 times this kid guy's making the cut. So um, I don't think the limb that you're on is a really small limb. I think, I don't think so pretty, either. No, I mean, if even a guy if in Vegas, if you are going to bet a 50%, you'd think that that would be decent odds, 50%. Right. You know, it's flipping a coin. Yeah. But, um, those you eighty-some know, percent. I think. I think you're right. I think you're right there. I'm, I'm going to jump on that prediction, and I'm going to double it because <laughs> I'm going to put it on there too. I think. You know. Now, was that Hank sent you and I a picture? Uh, tweeted a picture, or texted a picture of a guy that was putting conventional grip. Is that was that
7: Jordan Spieth? Yeah, I can't tell who that is. It must be Jordan Spieth. Yeah, he said no left-hand low, question mark. Right. So, I mean, typically
6: someone will go with an exotic grip, left-hand low, saw grip, le- uh, left-arm lock, uh, the paintbrush with the right hand, the Bryson DeChambeau uh, or the Adam Scott broomstick when they have problems controlling the face and the pace of the, uh, of the, the stroke. Jordan Spieth is going the opposite way. He's going back to conventional, so maybe that's just practice. Uh, I know of all the guys playing this week, I know we've got 15 out of the top 50 or something like that playing in uh, the world rankings. I'm sure we have some foreign players there this week because just to get a little uh, preview of U.S. Open conditions.
7: Foreign players have won the last four Farmers Insurance Opens.
6: Really? Well, we do have Tyler Stefasi. You know him, right?
7: Oh, yeah, big name.
6: Yeah, it's US, U.S. Amateur champion. He's going to be playing at the U.S. Open, so he got to start. Uh, there's another guy. There's an article. Did did Hank talk about this? Is Kamai Johnson? No. He's a guy that was homeless for a while. a uh, uh, Minority guy that uh, has had some some tough breaks. In fact, was homeless for a while, and he's uh, he got an exemption, but he had to withdraw. So I saw out. that. Yeah, yeah that he sucks. had to withdraw. Yeah. So, and then you got your favorite, Jared Dwight. Duet- what, what was his last name?
7: Dutoy. Dutoy.
6: Dutoy. Dutoy. Du-toy. Yeah. 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 So he's going to be there. So I'm going to jump on there with you. Mahan's uh, going to
7: be there. So, yeah.
6: Is Hunter going to be there? Yeah. He'll
7: be there. Wow. Yeah. He'll be there.
6: Okay. He's not doing too well this year.
7: Any winners this week for you, Steve? You got Rahm and Rory, the top two, Xander, Tony Fino, Harris English, Hideki. Reed, Day, Scott, Hovland, Wolf?
6: You know, I'm really um, – now I heard that Jason Day, uh, Chris Como has been helping Jason Day. So he's on the the Bryson Chambeau hit it long and find it program. So I, I'd be interested to see how he does. I'm not making a prediction on him. Uh, I think two of the biggest happy-to-be-there guys are there this week, and that would be Rory McElroy and Jason Day. I don't look for a lot – Roy McIlroy lost to Terrell Hatton last week in Europe, and I think he's really just happy to be there. I don't, I don't look for I don't look for a really great finish for him. Um, you know who tends to do well there is uh, he went to Texas A and M, uh, and his name is he's from Dallas. <laughs> Darn it, Ryan Palmer. Ryan Palmer. He tends to do well there. Yeah. Uh, I look for him to do well. It's a good, he's a good ball striker. He likes the course, but, uh, I, I think I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to observe this week. I've got your
7: guarantee. <laughs> I'm going to observe.
6: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've got your guarantee. I it's, this is the off week for the NFL. So I'm just studying. I'm doing a lot of studying and I'm going to get ready for, what do they go to LA next week?
7: They must. Yeah. No, the waste management, right?
6: Oh okay, waste man. Okay, let's uh That's golf. always the
7: week of the Super Bowl.
6: That's uh that's the greatest show on grass.
7: Yes right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So all right. Well thanks for picking a winner. <laughs> <All right.
6: laughs> all right. Okay, I'll,
7: okay here, yeah. You want me
6: to pick a winner and I'm gonna pick one for you. Um congratulations to C Wu Kemp for last week. Uh you know he's uh, Claude Harmon, the third student. Yeah, you never hear about that. He didn't say, "Hey, I want to thank Siwoo Kim" in his uh, acceptance speech. Didn't say, "Hey, I want to thank Claude Harmon the third. Yeah, he didn't thank his team. Uh you know what? I, I like I like the the foreigner, but I'm going to say, "Wow!" Jeez, holy crap! Make a pick.
7: I got a okay. poop.
6: <laughs> okay, how about how about? put this oh on pause god. for a little bit put this on oh pause. my god you gotta be kidding make put a pick pause.
7: I'm gonna crap my pants
6: okay wait a second I wanna see the uh, the, the sweat coming off your brow
7: first. oh my god wait
6: okay wait wait Wait. I'm gonna pick gosh darn this is this field is not too good I'm crapping my pants over here make a damn pick <laughs> okay here we go Ryan Palmer Wow. Yeah, Didn't even know his happening. name until I said it. <laughs> I know it. I, I know. I
7: am getting old. I used to teach him. All right. Everybody, thanks for listening to the Hey Katie Podcast. I we appreciate it. Episode fifty four of the Saturday Strong. Stay hey, safe. Would you man
6: would you man up and finish it strong? Let's finish strong here. <laughs> Do it again. Finish
7: strong. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to the Hank Caney Podcast. Saturday Strong, episode 54. Follow all of us on Twitter at Hank Caney, at Great Predictor One for Steve Johnson, and at Tim Perashka for me, Minnesota Tim. Send your golf swings into golf schools with an S at Hank a down the line video, and they'll fix your big mess. Golf schools at Hank Caney.com. Email the podcast, Hank Caney Golf at Stay safe, stay healthy. Here we go. Hit bombs, make putts, and leave the stick in because it's a statistical advantage. Take care.
0: The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.